You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Yes, yes, yes. Do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Recording this one tonight on uh, Twitter Spaces. And I know some of you, first off, I just have to say thank you. I The last 48 hours, the amount of of people that have messaged me, uh, the, the and, and I like to say, like, you know, you know that your things are starting to reach uh, critical mass when like, I got a message from my mom this morning. My mom's like, is your new podcast some like NFT thing? And I was like, yes, mom, it is. And she's like, one of my friends sent me a message and she said that all her son is talking about is this daily podcast. And so, you know, whenever like it reaches like outside of like my, the bubble outside of the world. Uh, And then another good friend of mine, Jason sent me a really nice message from uh, one of his friends, uh, you know, one of the, his friends and, you know, people that he works with and advises with and said they enjoyed it. So for all those that are, you know, sharing the podcast, talking about the podcast, I just got, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for supporting. Thank you for, you know, keeping, uh, you know, me motivated and inspired, right? The, uh, you know, I, I shared a little bit about this previously, but, you know, the, the day that uh, was really the true test uh, of this podcast uh, happened a little bit ago, actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Most people would think like, oh, you know, did you struggle around Christmas or did you struggle um, to, you know, cover a, a topic, um, you know, one of the days? And, and I will tell you, the episode that we're going to cover right now is actually the episode that I did. And I did this episode, um, I believe it was a week ago, exactly a week ago. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Monday. It was my daughter's birthday. It was my it was Monday, that 24th. And I recorded this episode, like the one you guys are going to listen to right now, but I'm recording it live again because it was 48 minutes of fire that I had the mute button, uh, you know, pushed. So right now I just checked, I made sure we are not muted so that I am actually going to record this. Uh, because that's what happened. I, I recorded 48 minutes. I transferred it over to edit it, and it was it was done. There was no there was no audio bars. And then I had to go to my daughter's birthday party and her dinner, and I came back and it was like 9:45. And to me, that was the test. It was at that moment, you know, I had to ask myself, like, am I? How much do I love this topic? How much am I all in? Where is my? Where can I tap into my passion or you know my purpose? And it's a lot of the questions and a lot of the feedback from all of you that, you know, you, you keep me going, right? The, all those in the Discord, uh, you know, I see lots of them here, uh, you know, listening in uh, live, uh, Mark, and, and so many that are holding even our founders NFTs. I just want to say thank you for, for that. You know, this daily journey um, is not about just me. Uh, I might be the one that's, you know, nonstop talking, which is, is just about normal for me in life. But it is really about, you know, the community and the suggestions for topics and all of those type of things. So I just want to say uh, thank you on that side. And the other thing I want to say, you know, I'm going to start you know, featuring at the beginning of the, the show, you know, some of the projects that we're buying, um, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day for a year. And I want to you know, kind of fe- you know, feature some of those as, as I have been in the past, but also kind of talk about w- some of the other ones that are also that we were considering because there are some great projects, you know, some days you know, when I narrow it down, it's really four projects. And sometimes it's just like, which, which project am I be able to get in at the right time or which project is dropping first? And so, you know, I kind of put that out there because, you know, there, you know, just because I'm buying an NFT every day, it would, it doesn't mean that there are days where, you know, I, there's like that one glowing one. And I, and I will tell you today was, it was that right. Um, there was, there was three projects that were on my radar, uh, for today and I woke up and I discovered a new project that I just, I mean, I, I was floored, you know, and as a girl dad and someone that is very, 
you know, the greatest job I have in the world is, is being a dad. And when I saw this project, it's called Girlies NFT. Um, and it, when I saw it, it actually had already sold out this morning, right? So it, it dropped. It is a, a dad and his 14-year-old daughter who uh, hand-drawed uh, each of these uh, girly uh, NFTs. And I just got to put it out there, like just going to the website, reading the story, seeing the art. Uh, I immediately went to OpenSea and I bought three because I have three daughters and I and I went through and tried to find three that w- would represent them, but also be different in the in the NFT side of the house. Uh, and it I, just everything about it, you know, if you if you go to their uh, their Twitter account, uh, it's just a really cool like hearing the the story and seeing how excited she was and how overwhelmed they were. They they weren't really planning for it to sell out. I know they might even have um, you know to kind of hire someone to manage their Discord. Like to me, that's like the beauty, right? Like anyone can drop an NFT and, and sometimes it's, you know, about the perfect roadmap. Sometimes it's about having the magic sauce. Other times it's just, you know, you might drop it at the right time. And, you know, when I woke up, the project was already sold out. Uh, so I did pick up three of them, you know, myself. And then there was a couple other ones. Um, there was a mutant one, uh, mutant flocky, which was, was an NFT that we were, uh, I was tracking, you know, this week. Uh, there was another one called ETH aliens. Uh, they were dropping their kind of Vox, uh, version and, you know, a good friend of the podcast, uh, Ozark, uh, who is, you know, consulted with some of the projects that I love the most, um, is on there as their CMO and they sold out, I think in nine minutes, uh, which was really cool to see as well. Uh, I snatched up a couple of them on OpenSea. And then another one, uh, you know, Taco Gatos uh, is another one that actually someone here in the community uh, brought to my light, uh, to my attention. And actually, they're here in the Twitter space. How funny is that? I didn't see that they dropped in. But uh, they had like a fully doxxed uh, women-led project, you know, that is family first. Uh, and, you know, I'd, I had already purchased the, the project for today's Mint. But I wanted to make sure I snagged one myself. Uh, and they are, you know, they just still have the mint out. So if you're listening to this and uh, you want to check them out, I just, I do love, um, you know, some of the people that kind of, you know, as soon as someone mentioned it on my Twitter, there was like nine people uh, that jumped in and supported and said, hey, this is a great project to check out. Definitely want to check out uh, Taco Gatos. Uh, so it's Taco Gatos NFTs, uh, NFT on Twitter. And I'll have all four of those um, in the show notes here of the podcast. But I, I say all of that, and actually, I'm going to put that tweet out right now so that I can, uh, you know, I'm gonna, look at this. I'm going I'm to show off my my multitasking skills here, uh, and and hopefully put that out to uh, you know to you guys so we can see it. You guys can share with it here um, on the podcast. But you know, and those that are listening, you know, live. But you know, the other part about this, um, you know, for me is really you know, the, the idea of like, what can, you know, how can we discover new projects? How do we see things that are coming down the pipe? And I will tell you, like, you know, I did an episode kind of on this topic, um, way back in late November. And I would like to say that my, my, my process for discovering upcoming mint projects, um, has, has improved. I don't know if it's improved. I believe it's got, it's become a little bit more elaborate and a little bit, there's a little bit more options um, available. And I know when most people, when they message me and say, Brian, where do we go to find the best, you know, the, the upcoming NFTs? I believe, and, and I might be wrong, and I, I'm perfectly okay with being wrong here. I think a lot of people are just saying, Brian, I don't want to do the research. Just tell me what's coming and what are the best ones to choose. And here's the, the kind of the breaking news on this podcast. Um, there is no one website or Twitter account to follow that is going to get you that information, right? Not only you know do I stress doing your own damn research and having your own goals and your own solutions, but there are you know plenty of biases that can come into the tools and the solutions that are out there. And so I wanted to share kind of like this the idea of you know when you're looking at projects. I know for the this project Mint 365 with the podcast, you know, I know that we are um, you know we're buying a, a a NFT that is in the mint phase for 365 days, and and I shared this, you know, we, we kind of I went through like breaking down the difference between mint phase and and buying it on secondary, but just real quick to clarify, maybe people are just coming into this episode only, you know, it is that idea that it is the the mint is actually the person that is first kind of putting it onto the blockchain, right? So you're the, the original owner, right? You're like, it's the buying the new car off the lot. And you might buy the new car from the actual, uh, you know, manufacturer. Like I remember, you know, you could, you know, the new Jeeps were coming out and you could pre-order your Jeep. Well, you can do that in NFTs, right? You can get a, a pre-order or whitelist, or you can go right to their website and mint it. 
Or let's say when the new Jeeps come out, but you didn't want order one directly from Jeep.com, you can actually go to your dealer and buy one that is sitting on the dealer's lot. And that's very much like secondary. Now, the weird part about this, that, that the, uh, this, this analogy doesn't fit very well, is in the fact that sometimes you can buy it on secondary before the art is revealed. So for me, that's kind of like, okay, I'm going to buy the Jeep and I'm just going to tell the dealer, hey, pick whatever, you know, randomly select whatever color combination and Jeep model that you have there on the lot. Uh, because he can't tell you or she can't tell you what's available, right? So like that's the the thing, that's the how this works. And so one of the things that I kind of changed in this process was, you know, I don't have the time, uh, you know, without question to be in all the discords trying to get on whitelists. And and right now, you know, for those that, you know, aren't familiar with the process, every project is doing it differently, right? Some whitelists, you know, to get on whitelists, you literally have to give your first, firstborn child. I know, I know I, I kind of teased that out in the last one. And then sometimes, you know, they give it out to friends or family or those that are connecting or sharing. And so there's some different ways that you can get on these pre-sale lists. But then there's, you know, the, the actual public sale, right? And I was waiting, like today was a great example. Like um, I was looking at the ETH Aliens uh, public sale and I knew that it was dropping at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. And so I had actually, uh, or I'm sorry, 3 p.m. Pacific time. So I think it was 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I was, you know, leaving my daughter's, uh, you know, uh, birthday party and I had my phone. So I actually had pulled over and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it on my phone and, and mint it from my phone, which is something I do pretty regularly. Um, and I, I started to notice like, Oh man, my, my connection must not be good. Uh, my MetaMask wasn't, uh, you know, linking very, you know, very nicely. Um, and in nine minutes it sold out. So it sold out, you know, the mint in nine minutes. Now they had, re- they had actually were running a Twitter space and they had announced that it was going to be 24 hours before they revealed the art. And so what I did was I missed out on minting it, um, you know, the original mint. But I I really like jumping in if it's a project that I love and I still miss the mint. I don't mind picking one up on OpenSea before the art reveal. So what I did was when I realized it sold out and I missed it, I immediately jumped over to OpenSea to the actual account. And I noticed I was like, OK, they're their, you know, their, the floor price right when I jumped over there, I think was uh, 0.075 or so um, to pick up one on, on the secondary. And so I actually, you know, snagged a couple of those. But I start, I changed my kind of strategy before, or my, I guess I, I changed the rules of the game for Mint 365. And so now within the parameters that I've set up is that as long as it's the Mint day and the art has not been revealed, then that still counts as one that I can select for this project. With all of that being said, the the advice and the the things I want to share over the next you know couple of minutes here of the podcast is not just about minting an NFT, right? Because remember, when you're when you're minting an NFT, you might get a lower entry point into the project, and yes, you might be taking that one in ten thousand lottery ticket to get the one of one or the top one hundred most rare NFT, but you're you're also you have a highly likelihood of a project just being a dud or maybe not, you know, people not liking it or you know, whatever the, those different things may be, or um, maybe, you know, the, the project, you know, doesn't deliver over a matter of time. There's a lot more risk, I believe, in that, you know, you're just kind of, you're, you are kind of trying in, in a way uh, to catch, you know, lightning in a bottle. And I like that, right? Like the dopamine hit that I get as someone with ADHD and, and shout out to all of my fellow neurodiverse humans. I've been getting lots of great messages from, uh, so many of you that you know, you weren't familiar with me beforehand, and it's the first time you, you've heard me here on the podcast, and uh, you've been giving some great feedback on you know me sharing uh, my ADHD and, and neurodiversity, and I, I just I appreciate that, and it's something that I will continue to do. It's you know we are powered by the the ADHD coin over there at Rally, and and that's part of this whole thing as well. But I, I say all of that because you know one of the the things that I noticed with that dopamine hit. That, you know, it's, it is like opening a pack of baseball cards, like, ooh, what's inside? But anyone that's opened a pack of baseball cards before or football cards or whatever cards you have, there is a lot of times that it is the biggest letdown ever because you're like backup center. Ugh, who's this wide receiver? I mean, t- Cleveland Brown. I mean, nobody's good on the Cleveland Brown. So you just throw that out immediately. Sorry. I just hey Pittsburgh bias here. Uh, you know, and you look at the, and it's like, man, this, the, none of this was good. Right. And you kind of get that, like, it does have that kind of a letdown. And so that's why when the art reveal happens for a lot of these NFT projects, there's, there's almost an immediate dip 
in the floor price because there are people that were hoping to get maybe not just a rare one, but maybe they were hoping to get one that looked like them or they liked the color of the of one of the you know pieces of art. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you have to play with a risk. And so, you know, I came up with this concept that I, I called slow burn uh, NFT projects. And I did a whole episode on it. So you, you can, if you're interested in like kind of diving deep on it, you can check it out. It's a previous episode. But, you know, really a slow burn NFT project is one that does not mint out right away. It is one that takes a little bit of, uh, to actually mint out. And it could take a couple of days. It could take a couple of weeks. Uh, it could take a couple of months. Uh, and I am really bullish on these type of projects. And the reason is, is that, well, and it's not all of them. <laughs> Someone mentioned me the other day, they're like, Brian, do you just go find projects that haven't sold out yet and put money in them? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on, let's pump the brakes here for a second. It's projects that we're doing a lot of research on and we're understanding, okay, they have a great team. They, have a, they, have, they understand the technology. They're investing in their community. The founders, more often than not, are, are doxxed and are very active in their project. And they're also not, you know, they're not like the sky is falling and they didn't run for the hills because they didn't hit the, you know, they didn't sell out right away. To me, those are all good signs. And then what I like to look at is I'm like, oh, this project launched four days ago and they've sold one fifth of their collection. What are they doing now in their discord? Is a lot of it like overhype and like begging people to buy more? I mean, one of the projects I got into, the very first comment I saw in their discord was they were like, if anyone has the ability to apply for a credit card so that you can buy a second one, we'll help you make sure you get apply for a credit card, which I feel is disgusting. I feel like the idea that you, you know, as a project are taking on this like help, you know, forcing or helping or, you know, kind of advising people to take debt or credit to support your project. And so like, that's the extreme on the other side. But the reason I share this and the reason I think it's important is that, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, it's easy to, for projects to feel like they're amazing because they sell out right away. But there are a lot of projects that sell out right away that a month later, they have still not done a damn thing. Like I'm talking the only thing they've done is maybe an art reveal and maybe some Discord posts. But you're like, what are you doing with that millions of dollars that you just sold out right away with? And part of it's because they didn't have a plan. They didn't have an understanding of what their goals and mission was. And now that they got the money, they probably are trying to figure out like, how much do I need to get the Lambo? How much do I need to continue to like act like we're doing something here in the Discord? And I'm not saying, I know I'm kind of teasing a little bit here on this episode, but you know, there is something to be said in my opinion of like, hey, like prove it to me, right? Like I don't like fake it till you make it. I like, hey, you, you might not have sold out right away, but you are still a believer and you've committed to this long before, longer than one day, one week, one month, you know, one year or five years. You're, you know, you're going for this long term. And I, and I really I think that's something that's really beautiful about that. Right. And I think it's you know, for those projects that haven't done that, you know, it is hard. Right. Because you're excited. You see other projects that maybe you feel like your your project, your project is better than maybe you feel like you have more utility. Maybe you f- and you see them sell out. And you're like, what did they do? And it could be that they hey, they have a great community. It also could be that they paid some influencers that have some bots to buy up all their projects and they're going to dump them immediately anyhow. And they're going to have a thousand individual owners and, and things are going to be a little bit you know rough in that, in that scenario. And so it's, it's very hard to judge project to project, right? I think, you know, and you can't even judge, you know, cause someone was like, well, Brian, does that mean you don't judge like Solana projects with ETH projects? And I was like, well, yes, I don't judge across blockchains oftentimes, but I also don't judge oftentimes project to project unless they're in the exact same utility space, right? Like if one is a, uh, a an NFT that is unlocking a metaverse component or is more focused on the gaming side, or maybe it's an NFT project that is social good based, you know, like their, their project is really focusing on the social good aspect. And so the reason I love slow burn projects as an investment, as a strategy, and remember, this is not financial advice, just as you know, this is the way that I look at it, is that I just love to go in and say, okay, this project, you know, they have big goals, they have lots of things going on, going in there and just getting a sense of that culture, because here's the thing, there will be good times and bad times for every project moving forward. Like, you know, the interview I did yesterday um, with uh, M from Crypto Chicks is, was an amazing interview. I am super 
you know, bullish and big fan of the, of them. But I will say like they're, they had the, a vulnerability in their discord, uh, about 30 minutes before we went to recording here and they had to put out, you know, notification. I, I retweeted it and said, Hey, nobody click links in the discord. And you know what? I don't, I, for everyone that's out there, you know, if you haven't been hacked or rugged or your project so far has not been, um, you know, hasn't had, you know, an issue, I mean, the bad news is you're going to have one in the future. Like the, the only guarantee is that something will go wrong. And the reason I say that is because some of the projects that are, have been out for a while, you can actually see how they're going to be able to handle adversity. How are they going to be handle their, their true fans, the ones that are in there? And there are going to be people in those discords on the projects that don't sell out that are a little bit worried and concerned, right? They're going to ask questions like, Hey, this didn't sell as many as we thought. Like, what are your plans? What are your reasonings? What, like, what are your thoughts there? And I like to look and say like, how transparent are they? Right. How open are they? And so when you're looking to like, you know, take your money, your ETH or whichever you're buying, and you're looking at, you know, where do I want to like kind of figure out to sit? I kind of look at it, you have really like three choices, right? You have a choice to, to mint an NFT. So if you're going to look at a project before it's actually launched, you're going to look at a project during that like slow burn period, right? Where it mint and launched, but you can still buy it on the website or you can buy one on secondary, or you're going to have one that, hey, it's completely sold out of its number of its collection. And then it's just available for you to buy with the art you know, that's revealed. And, you know, there, I think across those three, you can be very different, you know, you can have different approaches on how you want to invest and build your collection, right? Because there is something to be said about, you know, w- watching a project for a month and then deciding, okay, if this project, you know, is, is still climbing, I'm going to jump in. But you also have to have the, the, the liquidity to make that happen, right? So like for me, there, that is something that's like, oh, you know what? I, you know, for me, like, here's a good example, boss, uh, boss beauties, uh, boss beauties is a project that I did, I did some research on. I was excited about the project itself. Um, and I didn't get in at the floor and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna track it and pay attention to, you know, where it's at, where it's going, how much is it, how much it's worth. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, it, it was, you know, a project that started to get some momentum. They, they had, uh, you know, they were on the New York Stock Exchange and mentioned. And when I looked, it was 0.8 ETH to get in. And I was like, man, 0.8 ETH to get in on this project. Like, is this the height? Or is this like, you know, is it going to dip from there? Where is it going to go? Well, I believe right now, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head because broken C is broken at the moment. Uh, for those that don't know that, open C is not working <laughs> right now. Um, but I believe their, um, their floor for the, the boss beauties is like 2.3 or in that range, um, at least from when I... Oh, actually, OpenSea uh, decided to pop back up right now. So I'm going to check that floor real quick. But, so, but now, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, no. Like, that, you know, hey, the project took off. It, my research was, you know, I did think it was going to be a great project. But now it's kind of like outside of my, you know, for me to jump in on unless I, you know, I want to jump in now because I, I do believe it's going to go up over time. And so that, you know, they have those different, you know, kind of philosophies and strategies and, and ways that you can, you know, approach different things. And so I want to put it out there that, you know, when you're, when people ask, you know, they, they, I, and this is like, I mean, I get this all the time, like, where do we find new projects? I think the word new is really where we have to be like a little bit careful on because guess what? Uh, Board Ape Club, uh, Yacht Club is new. Like it has not been around for a year. Um, let, like, so the idea of like finding a new project in this NFT space, really it's more of like what phase of a project are you looking to get in on and are you understanding what it's going to require you as far as an investment, right? And so like for me, like the idea that we're buying an NFT during the mint phase uh, for this project every single day, you know, I do hope to hit a home run, uh, you know, for let's just say, 13 to 15 of the projects out of the 365. But there also are going to be some duds, right? There are going to be some ones that I either, you know, I did the wrong research or, you know, hey, I was faked out. Or maybe the project, you know, had some momentum at the time, but because, you know, the, the culture of NFTs have changed, that might, you know, shift the narrative around a project. And so all of these things are things that you have to factor in. And I will tell you, the thing that I focus on that probably most people aren't focusing on when they're doing their research is I really want to ask myself, do I believe this project will be around on November 11th, 2022, right? And that's when I'm doing that for, for the actual project for this uh, podcast. But I will tell you, when I'm researching a project for me, just for me individually, I'm not actually asking, my, asking myself that same question. It's more about like, oh, okay, 
what is the energy around this project? Who are the founders? What do I believe in? Are they invested in their community? And then also like, hey, where is it going to go? Like, what are, are they going to ride a little bit of momentum or hype? Are they going to be the anti you know, project? And so I just think all of those things are important. The other thing to factor in is just the idea of, you know, when you talk about a project or you make it your profile photo, you know, what is that like, what is that signal, right? Are people going to be very proud about showing off this art? Are they, people are going to be like, hey, I want to invest in it, but it's not one I'm going to put, you know, uh, as my profile photo. Like these are things that are going to want to, you're going to want to kind of factor in and think about like throughout this process of, you know, researching new projects um, and then also the slow burn projects. But I will tell you, there are some slow burn projects that are out there right now. And, and most know this, but I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there as well, right? Like um, whenever I got into X-Punks, which is the expansion punks project, um, that one was had been minting for four months uh, when I discovered it on uh, December 11th, right? And uh, it ended up selling out that week, later that week. No, not because I minted it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love to take that credit, but no, they they had worked, uh, they did a bunch of Twitter spaces, started telling their story. And it was kind of like a, a beautiful kind of uh, intersection of the world of life uh, at the time, because a lot of projects were really down in the dumps. And I think that the fact that this project um, had been so committed. Uh, another one, uh, my good friend, uh, Gary Henderson, he has the, the Giraffe Tower. He was on the podcast recently as well. Um, that's another project that is a slow burn project that I believe is, you know, and I said this on the podcast episode, you can you know, go back and listen to it. You know, the, the, the mechanics of that NFT project I believe are more advanced than 99.9% of the projects that are out today that are talking about all of these crazy innovative things they're going to do because actually the giraffe tower is actually already executing it. And that's one that you can still mint right now that, you know, everyone that's listening to it, you know, another one is the meta whips project. I interviewed them here on the podcast as well. Um, that's the team from West coast customs. I am massively bullish in that project, not because I have a bunch in my bag, but because I interviewed them and I interviewed them with like kind of jaded, uh, like a jaded opinion because I was like a brand and and kind of like a very nostalgic, you know, legacy brand. Like what, what are they going to do in this, in this space? And I will tell you, if you're in their discord right now, and I challenge you, like go in their discord, they have not sold out and how they are committed to engaging, telling stories, uh, highlighting different people in, in the, um, in their discord, in their project, giving out roadmap and, and previews, in my opinion, they're doing everything right times five, right? And and I think it's a it's a beautiful thing to you know to share those kind of you know examples, you know. And then there are other projects too that are still you know if you go you know look on uh, you know OpenSea or you look on any of the you know tools that are out there. I I know I've mentioned uh, you know tools a couple times here on uh, the podcast, but like you know like there are you know, and the the amount of tools that are available at our disposal right now. Um, you know, it's almost every day that I feel like I get a new set of tools to actually, um, you know, kind of check out because there's, you know, just, a, you know, we're a lot of these ideas of like, how do we, uh, you know, how do we look at, um, you know, the NFT landscape and the data that's available to us? You know, what is, what is, uh, you know, our option, right? And I, you know, I will tell you like, um, I see tools, of course, is the one I've mentioned a lot here, um, but I'm not paid by any of these tools or any of these projects. Not one of these projects has sent me a penny for talking about them, but I'm more like just sharing this out there for everyone here. So like I see tools is one that I, I, I'm a fan of, but um, you have the WGMI, right? We're all going to make it, but it's their own version. WGMI is a new tool that, that recently came out. Uh, I know they have like a premium version that uh, was recently released. Uh, there's another one called Moby, which gives you kind of real time uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix, uh, NFT analytics in like a, in a, in a real like fun, uh, dashboard kind of style. Um, and then there's another one that I like, which is NFT nerds, uh, which is very, like, it's a very, uh, like customizable dashboard, uh, for kind of viewing the data that's out there. And, and that, and I'm saying all that because there's lots of like data and information that's out there, but I also think, you know, part of this is uh, like, you know, leaning in and seeing what your what people that are around you are, are having in their collection. And what are the what are the communities that you enjoy? You know, if you are if you're listening to this and you're active in Twitter, jump into a bunch of Twitter spaces and see what projects people are mentioning. Right. Like I take notes like there's a notes on my on my Apple uh, phone in the notes uh, feature. And it's and I just say like the name of it is like people shill is the name of my is my note. Uh, and then inside is is like I just want to hear the name of projects that people talk about a lot. And I, and as I hear them, I just kind of add that to my list. And for me, that's like, like, I just want to know which ones come up in conversation, like how things are kind of talked about. And I think that's an important kind of characteristic in this whole NFT game. 
The other thing to think about too is that you know what are you committing to and what are you looking for in like the long term short term short term um, for an NFT project, right? And I will and I'll I'm gonna call my my youngest brother out right now, but Dusty's probably not listening, so it's okay. And if you are Dusty, you know you know I love you, but uh, Dusty texted me. He's like, all right, I see you're you know uh, you know he's I'm the I'm the oldest of three, and he's like, hey, I see that you're all in on NFTs. He's like. I got about, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred bucks that I would love to invest. Uh, what NFT should I buy? Send me the link. Like that's, that was what my brother's text was. And I replied back and I was like, dude, so many options. Uh, and glad that you see that I'm you know doing a podcast. I've been doing it for two and a half months. Um, I said, are you looking for community and utility and looking, you know, what, how long do you plan on holding it for? Do you want to jump into some discords? Like, what are, what are you looking for? And he replied back and was like, uh, I got no time for discords. I'm all for supporting community, but really I want to invest in one and I want to check back into it in a couple of months and see what it's worth. And if, and I share that because I think we can each approach this space with our own, you know, unique strategy around that. And you can do that with every project, right? Like it doesn't mean that you have to have one universal strategy, right? Like in my, in my actual list of like of the NFTs that I currently own, like in across the my different bags, I actually have them segmented, right? These are ones that are my long-term holds. These are the ones that I'm hoping to ride um, until a high and then I can jump out. A couple of the projects are ones that I call flip-ups, right? So if the I bought in low and if they end up being you know worth something, I have four of them or three of them. And I'm gonna I'm gonna flip all four of them to buy a more rare one or, or one that I really like. Um, I did that recently with the Expansion Apes, right? The Expansion Apes was a project that I got in very low on and I flipped my way up to, I ended up having four that are worth, you know, 0.9, you know, uh, ETH or higher. And my buy-in on that was, you know, was 0.08 times two, right? So I bought in very low, I, I flipped up and then I kind of consolidated and then I expanded them and and kind of rode um, the kind of, the momentum they were on. And so these are all different ways that we can approach this. And, and I, I, I know for me with the podcast, especially like I want to be able to educate and inspire and, and welcome in you know, new NFT collectors. I also want to help us all kind of assess what we're all doing. And then I also want us to kind of, you know, lean in on these like advanced kind of psychology methodology of ways that we're doing things, because I've said this many times, it is essential to surround yourself with great people, right? Uh, you know, most of you know this. This is one of the keynotes that I give on stages around the world. It's called We is Greater Than Me. And most of my that talk is actually about me, not the we, surprisingly enough. Uh, and my good friend Lee, who uh, I'll have to get on the podcast. Lee's actually here in the audience. Uh, Lee is a master of teamwork, and he could talk about the we side of the house. But for me, I like to focus on the me side, side telling people that you know you can't be a part of a great team until you are first fully invested in being the very best self that you can be, right? You must be the best me before you join and, and add value to a, the greater we. And, you know, the reason I say that is because that is very, you know, important here in this NFT space. I think it's very important for you to have your own convictions, your own values. And especially if you want to go from buying one NFT to buying four NFTs to like, Brian, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to increase my bag very quickly. Right. And, and I will tell you, uh, and I actually, I see Gary Henderson in the house here uh, listening live as well. My good buddy, Dan, who's a, one of our founders um, here has some really great strategies and methodologies around uh, understanding, you know, the crypto curves and a lot of things there. And I'll even say like uh, Joseph Jaffe, who's a good friend of the podcast, uh, you know, he tweeted out earlier today that he, he reached the hundred mark on, he now has a hundred NFTs in his OpenSea uh, collection. So congrats, uh, Joseph. And I remember, you know, I think he had about 33 when he texted me and he's like, I haven't made a damn penny from a, one of these damn NFTs, Brian. Like, what the hell is going on? And he says it in a, in a, in a very uh, South African accent, which only Jaffe could do. But I, I say all of that because it is important to have kind of your people. And I'm very blessed. I have people that I can text with. I have the Discord group where we can post um, ideas. You know, big shout out to a lot of people that drop into uh, our Discord with, you know, it's not shilling a project, but they're literally like, hey, this is a project I'm doing research on. This is why I like it. Anyone else looking at it can give me feedback. And we have like that kind of like dialogue in there. And so with all that being said, you want to surround yourself with great people and, and creators. 
I think there's a great opportunity to do that. And that is to do that at the Creator Economy Expo. And that first Creator Economy Expo is happening on May 2nd in Phoenix, Arizona. And they just happen to be the sponsor for this podcast. And they do have some of their uh, limited edition NFTs available that you can actually uh, buy now and get VIP access to every event that they have moving forward. Uh, And there's some rare ones in there, some one of ones in there. And they also offered a pretty cool little discount. So for anyone that's wanting to go to a a great offline event, right, an IRL event, which I think we all probably need to get out of our houses, um, you definitely want to check out this event. I mean, Phoenix, Arizona is a great place to be in May. Um, Not so much a great place to be in July. Definitely don't recommend moving to Arizona in July. Uh, I did that 15 years ago, um, and that was a mistake. You do not want to move in there. The the mover actually told me my, my sandals might be burnt to the actual driveway. He's like, don't leave your sandals outside. They might They might melt to the driveway. And at that moment, I questioned every decision I had on moving to Phoenix. But this event is in May, and they actually have a code for you to get a $200 discount. You just use code NFT365. Big shout out to CEX, the Creator Economy Expo, for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, we will be there uh, for sure doing an episode of the show live. Uh, excited to have uh, not only great sponsors, but uh, aligned with great people and great teams. And you know that's a perfect place to meet new people that are in you know this creator economy world. That you know maybe they're a YouTuber, maybe they're um, maybe they're a creator as far as you know creating you know content for blogs or working with sponsors. Maybe they're an influencer uh, in this space, or maybe they're just an NFT project you know founder and they're looking uh, to collaborate with other NFT founders. And so the, the part that I just want to kind of pull this together on here is that, you know, I mentioned some tools and I'll, and I'll make sure to put the tools up there on the website. Um, but don't be a tool with the tools, right? Tools don't solve uh, the problems for us. Like a lot of people will ask me, you know, just show me the data and then they'll make a decision. And I am a big believer in this data without context does not tell any story. Data requires context to provide you the whole story so you can make correct decisions with that data, with that information. And here's here's the warning to that. I have made a couple bad personal decisions in NFTs based on the data and me just looking at the data at the surface and saying, I gotta do it, I gotta jump in, I'm gonna do it. And I will tell you, here's the example. I'm gonna give you the example and it's kind of like expose me as a little bit of, uh, you know, not practicing what I preach, but you guys know that, you know, uh, hopefully you know that, you know, I want to be honest and, and share, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly and everything that I go on. But I'd woke up one morning about, about a week and a half ago and I jumped into IC tools, which is the, you know, one of the tools that I open up in the morning just to see what's going on. And I noticed that there was this project that was, was trending up the charts really quickly. And it, and it said, you know, when I looked at the, you know, the discovery side, it had minted a thousand um, of them in the last 30 minutes. And I was like, what? And it had a 0.07 ETH, uh, you know, uh, mint price on, you know, on the list. And I'm like, oh, that's not, you know, not horrible. And, I'm, and I looked at it and I pulled it back a little bit and I realized they had already minted out 5,000 in the last two hours. And I was like, oh, I'm, doing, I'm jumping in. I, I am jumping in. I immediately clicked on the website. I hit mint. I hit buy. And I was like, I saw it. I saw the numbers. I'm like, you know what? I got to buy a second one. What the, what the hell am I doing? Like, this, I got lucky. This is great. I hit the second one. I then went you know, and you know, get a couple of things. And I went back and I looked at the project and I was like, that's really weird. Like The mint price was 0.07 that I bought it for. And everyone is selling their NFT for 0.0001. And I was like, what in the, and then I clicked on the link and I went to their Twitter account and this is how much research I had to do. Not much. I didn't do the minimum. So like, this is where I'm giving this as like, don't do what I did here because I didn't even click on their Twitter account or go into their discord or do the research that I do for these projects. And I went to their Twitter account and they said right there on their Twitter account, congrats to our first 7,000 that jumped on our free NFT that we will be refunding your gas for. We are so glad to have you. Well, I minted 7,131 was the number that I minted. So what had happened was seven, the numbers simply showed that this project was blowing up and was selling out. And I jumped in on it based simply on that data, only to not realize that those numbers I was seeing were people that were getting it for free. And they were getting it for free because they were actually giving away the first 7,000. And so for, for them and having their gas fees refunded, they could sell it for $80 and make an $80 profit. 
But for me, I was now in at 0.07 with the two that I had FOMO'd into. And so as you can kind of see in that example, the data told me one thing, but without the context, I missed the bigger picture. I missed what I needed to know so that I could make the best decision for me. And so don't do those kind of things. When That's why you'll notice in all of these episodes, I don't really talk a lot about tools individually because I don't want, I want us to have a definition of success. I want us to have goals. I want us to do research. I want us to, to kind of believe in the project. And then we can look at the data and start to understand where our things are going. The other part of this is that, you know, one of the things, you know, and this was with the NFT this, this morning, right? Uh, the girlies NFT, you know, and I'll give another little shout out for them. You know, when I looked at that project and I saw that it had minted out so quick this morning, I was like, how did I miss it? And I will tell you, they weren't on any of the uh, websites that are, you know, you pay, you pay to get your listing up there for your upcoming project. They weren't on any of like the, the massive promos. Uh, their Twitter accounts had a couple hundred uh, you know, followers total on their project, uh, as well as their individual accounts. But she is a massively talented 14-year-old artist that was doing videos on her Twitter account of her creating the art, of her buying her first NFT from another project. And what I found on that was like, I could tell that that related with an audience like it related to me. Like I read that first line and it says a father daughter combo, you know, and it's a, it's a 14 year old daughter artist. And then I go onto the website and I get to learn a little bit more about them and I get to understand like their mission and like why they called it girlies and, and how, how, you know, how, she wanted to be, you know, very proudful of like what that represented in, amongst her friend group. And like those things matter and no data or no promo calendar website was going to tell me about that project. Right. And I, and I think that is part of this, this entire space. And, and I will say the caveat to this is it doesn't mean that projects shouldn't spend money. They shouldn't work with influencers. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't use advertising because here's the, here's the flip of this, right? It is important that if you are doing great things, you cannot just rest on the fact that you're doing great things because in the world we're living in right now, the idea of being the loudest and, and you know selling unicorns, rainbows, and bullshit, excuse my French, exists, right? People have got away with that for many, many years of just being loud and obnoxious and them drowning out great people doing great things. And I do believe it is up to us as you know, an NFT owner, as NFT supporters in the community. Like I gave a huge shout out this morning to the Board Ape Yacht Club. They just cleared a hundred ETH floor. Uh, I think that is amazing. I think it's great for our community. Uh, and then apparently, you know, my boy, Justin Bieber, and I say my boy because I, I hold some in-betweeners, which is his NFT. Uh, he jumped in and I believe he bought a, a 500 ETH uh, board ape uh, t- today as well. But I, I love that. But I don't have a board ape. I don't have a mutant ape. I don't have a dog. I don't have any of them in my bag, but I will promote the hell out of that because it's great for our, our culture, our community. I, the more they keep raising the bar, the more that, you know, the ceiling is going to be you know, pushed out there. And I think the reason I think it's also important to, to work with influencers, to work, you know, work with podcasts, to get on as guests, to collaborate with others is, as I said, the idea of, you know, great people doing great things, those great people have been doing great things for years, but they've been drowned out. And it's up to every project, it's up to every NFT owner to tell that story, to be that megaphone so that they aren't drowned out, right? They aren't ones that are being kind of shuttered down below because they aren't kind of playing the game. And so I think it's important to kind of have that balance and understanding. If I see a project working with influencers, I do not look at that as a bad thing. I want to look at, you know, does that influencer have an entire feed of nothing but like 30 different projects they're shilling? Okay, that's a bad thing. But if this influencer is connected with the, that project and that mission and they believe in what's going on and, and they were given a free NFT to, to talk about it and they're transparent about that on their thing and saying, hey, this project's amazing. It touches on these things that I you know, believe in. I'm all for that and I, I'm a big believer in that. And so I say all of that because the discovery of like upcoming NFT projects, I still believe has a long way to go. But the discovery of existing great projects is there now if you're willing to kind of drill deeper. 
right? Going in to look at projects that might not have that 10,000, you know, um, sold yet going into different podcasts like this or other podcasts that I, you know, I love, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there right now in this NFT space that are kind of highlighting different, you know, projects and different people and different, different missions. Jump on over to clubhouse. There's a lot of people on clubhouse that are having these conversations and, you know, and be willing to ask, right. Be willing to ask because I, I will notice, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier and, you know, I'll give one more, you know, quick little plug. You know, I loved the fact that like I was talking about a, another project um, that I missed out on, you know, adding to our collection. And I immediately, you know, someone, you know, I had two people in the community jump back with Taco Gatos and say, hey, Fanzo, this is this project's aligned with you. It has this, this and this. Here's the art. Here's the link. And I will tell you, people are willing to do that for the projects that they believe in if they understand your values and your your commitment. So this is how I'm going to wrap it up for everyone here. If you're asking yourself, do I need a million followers or 100,000 followers for, for people to help me out? No. But what you do need to do and you do need to be a part of is you have to be willing to invest in this community. Celebrate others. Jump into Twitter spaces. Listen. Raise your hand. Ask questions. Celebrate projects that are going on. But also put out to the world the type of projects that you're looking for. Don't just say, Brian, I want, what is something that I can invest my money in? Rather, posting on Twitter and saying, hey, I'm looking for a project that has a strong community, docs leaders, uh, you know, maybe it's you know, women-led, maybe it's minority-led, maybe you're like, hey, I'm looking for a project that is investing in uh, you know, a physical good, right? Uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, Shoes Rare, is, I'm having them come on the podcast. Uh, they're a project that we minted back in November, and I was just excited because if you mint the NFT, you also get access to buy the shoe of the NFT that you actually have, and I'm a big sneakerhead, uh, and they just rolled that out the other day, so I have you know shoes that are coming from my my uh, from my NFT, and that's another great example of that project uh, was not on Ethereum, I believe it's on Solana, and it's a project that I found based on me putting out that I'm a sneakerhead, and why aren't there more sneakerhead uh, NFT projects? And so it's up to us, and I and I believe this is in life, right? I think it's very easy for us to get mad or judge others because they're not respecting our values or they're not people that we want to be aligned with. But the question we have to ask ourselves, are we actually putting our values out there so people know what we stand for, what we're looking for, the things that we want to invest in? If you're looking for a quick flip, own that. I think that is perfectly fine in this space. You keep the, you keep the money and the activity going. If you're one that's like, hey, I'm going to ride this for a little bit and I'm jumping out no matter what, I am all for all of those strategies. I think we should not shame how people are, are approaching different things. We should not you know, guilt people or pressure people in ways that I believe is not your damn business to do. But I also think you have to be, you have to really understand with conviction the things that you're looking for. And that needs to be different and, and probably adapt with every project, with every solution. Because you guys heard this at the beginning of this podcast. I had to change the fundamental principles that I was operating with for Mint 365. I said from the jump, I am minting on the website for the projects every single day. Well, what happened was when I made that proclamation back on November 11th, the idea of whitelists for everything and pre-sale for everything was not really a trend yet. That trend started to take off in the late November, early December. And all of a sudden now, when I would go to buy, to mint an NFT on the website, it would be a 10,000 collection that would have 1,100 available at that point. They've already sold you know, 8,900 of them uh, to their whitelist or their pre-sale. And all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, my like mission and values, the reason I wanted to do mint NFTs is I wanted them when like the, when the NFTs were born, the, the idea of it having to be on the website versus buying it on secondary to me shouldn't have actually been a fundamental piece. And I had actually put the, the wrong, you know, the wrong stake in the ground. And so I think that that's where I want to leave it for everyone here is that you can also learn and adapt and recognize that it's okay to make some mistakes or take an approach that you realize wasn't a healthy one for you or wasn't the best one for you. For me, like that's one that, you know, like when everyone would say, Brian, you know, the pros in this space, they mint three, you know, one the, to flip and get their money back, one that they hope to ride and get rid of, and then one they hold on to for a long time. I remember being like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And all of a sudden buying three on top of the one I have to buy for this project every day, I was floating a lot of money out there that I didn't, didn't really need to be doing. 
And so I say all of that because it is important to, you know, check yourself, you know, and we'll go check yourself before you wreck yourself because, you know, I was born in the 80s, uh, grew up in the 90s. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're Gen Z, you can just Google that song. Um, but I, I would just, I, I hope you know, we all kind of take that approach. And, and you know, with our, with our projects too, with our website, you, know, you guys can go, if you go to nft365podcast.com slash mint365 or just go to the website and click at the very top where it says mint365 you have a, you can see the entire list of every nft we've bought up to today every single one it's updated every single day and you can go through that list and click on the links and 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 search for those projects and look at them some of them still have mints available for you to jump into and i will tell you if i added that to the list if i purchased that as part of this project i did the work now Here's the remember that this is not financial advice. I did the work for what the goals were of this project. Please do not jump into projects just because we add them to our collection. If you're looking for a quick flip, maybe the projects that I'm investing in aren't the ones that you should be going for, right? Like if you're like, you know what? I'm looking for a quick flip. Maybe you should go look at my projects because not, it might be the, if my, if it's on my list, be like, oh, wait a second. Brian looks at this as a long-term hold project, right? So these are all things to kind of factor in and think about. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy the, uh, this episode. You know, the the last part here. You know, I, I mentioned the you know the Creator Economy Expo uh, as a sponsor of the podcast. You know, I really try to give use cases for NFTs here at the end of each episode, and I do have an episode planned on this topic, but I wanted to give the use case today, and one of them is this idea of membership, the idea of you know you know, the reinventing the way membership is kind of looked at moving forward, right? When we look at membership into communities today, a lot of it is you buy in for a month or six months or a year and you might get like a discounted price. But ultimately you're, you're, you're taking on all of the risk in that case, right? Like, Hey, if you buy, you know, for the year into our membership, we're going to give you one month free with NFTs. It's the kind of flips the membership model on its head and it says buy in with this NFT which gives you access and membership access to our community. And the day we stop providing you value, the day that you are no longer you know, getting out of this what you thought you should, you have the ability to sell your pass so that you can you know, sell that on the secondary market and someone else can come in and, and kind of take that on. Now, what that's going to force is we're going to have, like a, we're going to have a weird lull for a little while where that's going to require memberships and, and communities to really you know, lean in and actually continue providing value. And that's also going to require them to have some kind of limitation on it, right? Because if anyone can buy a membership pass no matter when, there really isn't a secondary market. And so I do look at like, things like membership access with NFTs as a great use case, but you also have to understand the fundamentals around it. Right now, there's a lot of NFTs that people are just giving out for free or giving using, but there's not utility attached to it, and there's not exclusivity attached to it, and there is an abundance of them. And you're almost turning NFTs into FTs, right? A non-fungible token is that individual fact that there is only one of them, and if I give you it, it is the one that you must give me back. And if we just have a finite supply and we, we don't add those containers around it, it not only removes that value for the individual holder, but it kind of removes the entire concept of a secondary market. Make it a great day, my friends. I will talk to you tomorrow. As always, cheers. This show is not for-